Welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920, The Answer. In this segment, when you close an escrow in the state of Georgia from a real estate perspective, it's very different than when you close an escrow or you a property goes through escrow in most of the other states out there. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for a seller or for a home buyer? And what happens if all of the prior year's taxes or the current year taxes are not prorated correctly on a real estate closing? We've got those two topics and more during this segment. But first, I want to remind you that if you want to connect with us, it is easy. Go to gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S, radio.com. You can ask questions. You can make comments. You can push back. And you can request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight. All of that by going to gogaddisradio.com. We've got Joe O'Kelly, who is the managing partner with O'Kelly and Sorahan. O'Kelly and Sorahan is our preferred closing partner. Joe, you and I have been doing been doing business and closings together since 2005 or six. That is a long time, and I will tell you, sir, that uh, that is plenty of time for you to uh, have screwed up the relationship and plenty of time for me to have screwed it up if that's what's going what was going to happen. And so I wanted you to know that I appreciate you and I trust you and I appreciate you being on the show. We've got to have you on way more often. You used to be on every four to six weeks, and now you're on every three to four months, so we're going to do better. But welcome, Joe. I appreciate you being here. Well, thank you. I appreciate being on, and, and I do want to be more often. And maybe if you live near the airport, it's easier to get to the airport. You don't have traffic or something. I was just thinking about it's that. totally that's a good thing. Right? It is totally true. In <laughs> fact, there's a new development that's down around Pinewood Studios that's being in the process of being redeveloped, and I want to go down there and take a look at it because I do travel to the airport a lot, and I would like to be a little bit closer. So we'll see how that works. Let me set. Yeah. We're going to do this kind of out of order. Um, uh, first of all, if there, there, we had a closing that happened recently where. Uh, there were multiple parcels that were all part of a conservation uh, easement. And for those who don't know what that means, that means the government had given some tax incentives or some tax savings so that they would not develop the property. They would leave it for agricultural use or whatever use it was. And let's just say there were five parcels. I'm making this piece up. Uh, Four of the five, they found the parcel. They found the tax bill. They prorated it correctly at closing. But the fifth parcel was not found. And so it wasn't a big deal. It was less than $1,000, I believe around $800. But what happened is after the fact, the home buyer, the buyer of the property, found out that they owed some additional taxes. And the taxing authority, I believe in this particular case, it's a county, is saying, you owe us the taxes and you need to pay it. How does that work? Because there was title insurance purchased on that property. So how would this situation be handled? I think, um, yeah, ultimately, if couldn't handle it the way I'm about to tell you is normally handled. Okay. The title insurance would step in because that would have been an issue, but then they would go back to the parties that I'm going to tell you about okay. to handle. Okay. And so that's really what should happen. But in that uh, conservation use easement for 10 years, uh, you get to pay less taxes as long as you're not building structures or anything, except there can be a house. Right. In your example, the homeowner or the, home, the buyer of the parcel um, and the seller of the parcel that wasn't collected the taxes. Correct. So let's just call it a small amount, a thousand, and let's say it's exactly half the year, 50-50. In the closing, generally, in our closings, we have the buyer and seller sign a document, the third page of the settlement statement, or our master settlement statement. And there's another document. They're basically duties to cooperate. They agree to cooperate. If taxes were missed or need to be reprorated, they would do that. Yep. And so in that instance, we would call them and say, this parcel was missed. 
and that would happen. And they would pay to us, which we'd pay the tax bill. If it didn't, and that happens not just in that scenario, but if it was slightly missed in other scenarios, they should cooperate, right. overpaying, underpaying. Um, if neither party was agreeable, the buyer shouldn't be agreeable to the half they shouldn't, so they should make the claim. Right. The half that they owed, they owe it. Okay. Right. And so the half that they don't owe, they could make a claim, and the title insurance company would cover it, and then they would go after the seller because the seller had agreed to pay it, and they owed it. It's like a payoff. If you miss a payoff and you send two hundred thousand, it's two thirty. Yep. Seller goes, "Well, that's your fault." And I'm like, "Well, if I'd sent two eighty and got the money back, it's also my fault, but you lose." So it's not a, it's not a good rational argument to say it's your mistake. Yeah. Mistakes are made, but they still owed it. And I think in this case, I think the seller is understanding, hey, yes, it was something that's missed. I'm willing to pay my share. But I think, and what we did is we just went directly back to the closing attorney and said, hey, here's the problem. And then the closing attorney got with the parties and is getting in the process of getting it all worked out. And it sounds like that is exactly what should happen. That's right. Got it. That's the most, that's the cleanest way. They could take care of themselves, but it wouldn't. Send it to us. We'll turn around and get the check and make sure it's paid. Right. Perfect. So we'll do whatever the calculation is. And if there's any interest or anything and it was something that we missed, we would cover any interest or any additional fees, you, you know, for penalty. Yeah, you would take care of your responsibilities. If you've just joined us, right. I am joined on the line this morning by Joe O'Kelly, who's the managing partner at O'Kelly and Sorahan. They are our preferred closing a partner here in Metro Atlanta and have been that way for years and years. Uh, I don't know how many offices they have all throughout the, in the city of Atlanta right now. I say 26 offices. Am I close to the number of, of offices that you have throughout Metro we're Atlanta? Up. We're about 29 now. Okay, so 29. So we're, we're heading up to 30 <laughs> offices. So really wherever you are in Metro Atlanta, there's an O'Kelly and Sorahan office near you. They can be reached by calling 770 one eight eight zero. Joe, when somebody says in the state of Georgia that we've closed in escrow, they don't mean that we've closed escrow like they mean in lots of other states. So talk to me about the difference in those two things. On the western side of the world, I guess on the other side of the Mississippi, you have a escrow states, which means there's a buyer signs one place, a seller signs another. The lender documents come in, the recording, they send it to the courthouse, and then they finally disperse. Yep. So let's just say those are five things, and it's a checklist, and it can happen over multiple days. Okay. And so in the East Coast, it's a wet closing, which means we all crash at the table, we wet sign, we all sit there, then we fund it. Basically, we get approval from the lender, and everything happens like chaos. But it's not chaos. It's control chaos. It's organized chaos. So then... We- yeah, organizing. So we fund it, and that's called a wet closing as opposed to an escrow or dry closing. Well, on the East Coast side, if you don't fund it, something happens, the money got wired late. It, it could be anything, not particularly anybody's fault or right. somebody's fault. Right. But what do you do? Do you want to come back and redo it all tomorrow or the next week? And so generally they'll say, let's suspend everything. And they call that an escrow close. So, so let's you basically. So let, let me, as an example, if you don't mind. So buyer seller sitting at the closing table, they finally realize that the lender is not going to be able to get everything funded by the end of the day today. And so they say, hey, how about closing an escrow and we'll get it funded on Monday. Is that a, is that a good example of something that might cause a transaction to close an escrow? 
Yeah, it's okay. not always the lender. It could okay. be buyer's money. It could be, um, it could be any number of things. Okay. So, it's not always going to be the lender, uh, but the lender does have to approve whatever the reasoning is, because it's the lender's money that's getting tied up, and it's the lender who basically has to control that transaction as far as the rules go, right. the instructions. Right. And so. It holds, basically, we create, we have a three-page document that basically outlines what we're doing, and it has conditions. So it says we're going to hold everything, just think of in suspended animation, and there are, let's say, three things. But look, one of them, the biggie being funding. Right, right. right. Maybe it's title company approval or something. And then if that happens, that closing goes through. Right. Okay. It's been an animation no longer, it rolls forward. Yep. And so some people will say during the escrow period, oh, I don't want to close. And say, well, no, that's not the deal. It's, you signed all your paperwork. You're in escrow. It's closing if that thing happens. So there's an argument to be made either way. Mm -hmm. Lawyers could step in and all that. It's rare. I don't even think it's happened but once in 23 years with me. Really? And it never really happened. Would you say that most of the reasons closing go closings uh, go into escrow in Georgia are due to delays on the buyer side, or does it happen every once in a while where it's a delay on the seller side? Maybe uh, I would assume title would not be one of those delays that would show up at the last minute. But are they, is it mostly a buyer delay or a seller delay? It's usually something that was overlooked, whether by us yeah. or whether by the seller or the buyer, um, and so. Oh, it's going to happen more in the context, I guess, from the buyer side, because mm -hmm. the seller doesn't have to perform in the same kind of way as the buyer. There's more going on on the buyer side as far as getting the transaction to the table. The seller essentially has to have clear title, which we do a lot of closing and a, a lot of preparation for that. But if something was incorrect that we did, and we catch it at the end, then it's our fault. Yeah. And it might have to close because of us, and we will make amends to that for closing, like a payoff that was missed or some it, it, some reason yeah. that is – or somebody was going to sign a document that didn't show up that morning to get released from the property, a former heir, I mean, you know. Something like that. something like that. A, so a former owner for a corrective that said they were coming and they didn't show up or something. like. So that. if you're a home seller or a home buyer in the state of Georgia and your agent says we're going to have to close this one in escrow, uh, what they mean is we're going to suspend everything. We're going to pick this transaction. We're going to hold it up here so it doesn't keep flowing forward. But all of the parties are going to agree to everything that's going to happen once this happens. In other words, once the title has been cleared, once we get this payoff, once we get this signature, how long could something be in escrow? And we've only got about 25 seconds left in the segment. How long does escrow take? How long would a lender allow an escrow agreement to be? Just a you few know, days? The longest I've seen a lender, the longest I've seen a couple of days. A couple I mean, days. They don't want that money floating out there and hanging out in escrow accounts. They yep. want to pull it back because they're pretty, you know, controlled units. Absolutely. Joe, I want very, to have you, very rare. I want to have you come back real soon. And I have a very okay. specific thing I want to discuss. And that is the legislation that is flowing through uh, the state of Georgia, I believe now as we speak to approve electronic closings. Will you come back sometime soon? Man, it's my favorite subject right now. So absolutely. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, 2024, believe it or not, belongs to the cicadas. And we've got three must do's when selling your home in 2024. Stick with us. We'll be back.